But we can't all be Schwarzenegger. We can definitely talk about one of Chris's favorite anime movies of all time, and that's me. I'm Chris. And we're going to talk about it this week on Shonen and Suds as we cover the 1998 anime hit, Brigand. Cody. You doing, bud? Chris, I'm doing great. I am doing great. We are uh, we're back for another episode, of course. And uh, Chris, we, are you salty about the Rams winning a, a, a Los Angeles victory as opposed to a St. Louis victory? No, no. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I was okay. never a Rams guy. Um, okay. But there is definitely, you know, anytime the Rams are doing good, there's like a, a you can almost cut the tension with a knife when you're talking about football and or like oh, just man. at work or anything. Like my buddy Louie, who I work right next to, I mean, he is just. Hates mm-hmm. Stan Kroenke's guts. Um, so, you know, he, 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 of course, came in with the football is rigged argument. Uh, <laughs> and then you have, like, the fans that, like, were burning. You didn't here. even ask him, did you? He was oh, just yeah. like, football's fucking rigged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you His have... name is Louie. He sounds like a fucking <laughs> football guy. Yeah, like, and then you have, like, the... The fans that, like, aren't weren't fans, but now they are fans, and they, like, just oh. pulled out their old, like... You know, their old jacket, their old jersey, whatever the case may be. Dusted off the Isaac Bruce jersey. Yeah. It's like they just stopped cheering for Kansas City like 10 minutes before. And then, God. Yeah, it's it's a it's wow. an interesting time to be uh, uh, from Missouri now. Um, but, you know, the Super Bowl is over. And, Chris, we got some we got a lot of exciting stuff here. We're obviously, we're talking about Spriggan, like you mentioned. Uh, we, got a, we got a poll winner. We got some news for Full Metal Alchemist. We got... Dude, I am at full salute. You, 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 you dude, got my attention, Cody. I am, oh, and Chris, I'm, not to mention we're going to be seeing each other IRL in two weeks for for some AEW, Cody. We're not just going to one wrestling show. We're going to two shows that weekend. Good old wrestling. W some R A S S L I N. I can't fucking wait, Cody. I'm gonna be so drunk. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I don't think uh, on a scale of like one to child's birthday party clown, <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking hammered. Gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. God, I'm gonna have to get so for the Friday show. It's fucking lights out. I'm gonna be so gone. For the Sunday show, I'm gonna start early because you know I've got a you know, get my shit together and fly home on Monday and be a productive human being that Tuesday. But it's going to be, it's going to be a week and yeah. I can't wait. Really looking forward to it. We haven't been able to party together since, uh, since 2019. Chris. 20, yes, it has been way too long. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited. Uh, you and Berkeley both. I saw Irving, you know, a while back when I went to the last AEW pay-per-view down there at Daly's place. So this will be my second AEW pay-per-view and I'm real fucking excited about it. Um, dude, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I really can't wait to just hang with the boys. It's been too long. Yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna be a great time. But uh, of course, today we're gonna be talking about Spriggan, like you mentioned, Chris, one of your favorites, a 1998 uh, classic. And, and I agree. And um, well, this is your first time watching it, and you know, you made no bones about it. You said it wasn't your favorite. You had some gripes with it, and that's fine. You know, it's you no know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, like. Before we, like, I don't want to go f- too far into it, but, like, the action scenes were phenomenal. Um, the animation for the time, which this was, what, 25 years ago, probably, when this was being Yeah. Um, 
pretty good. Definitely, definitely better than most. Um, mm-hmm. Just the characters and the story were just a little. If, if there had been a little bit more character, maybe development, like more into like what the Spriggans really are, other than just like, oh, they're these super soldier guys, and then like we get like a brief scene of them. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if they're being made or like they're all like under. I don't even know what to call. They're all like in these like beds, like in some like lab or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to know more about it. And of course, we do have the upcoming Netflix like animation that's coming out this year, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I believe it should be this year. And um, and what's cool about it, Cody? You know, back when I first saw this movie, and I th- it really nostalgia is king for me on this one because I think the movie still holds up very well. But when I watched it the first time, I was unaware of the larger world. I didn't know there was a manga. I didn't realize this movie was just one arc of that manga. No pun intended, because it's the Noah's Ark arc. Um, oh, you did that I didn't know that. I know it. <laughs> See? See? But like, I didn't know about that. Um, which is has me even more excited for the TV show, because I, I, I want to see, because I agree with you. I felt like they had a lot of material that they had to jam into a 90-minute movie, especially now looking back on it, you know, through the rose-colored lenses. I, again, I still love it. I do, I do agree with you in the sense that you know there is a lot left on the table because there would, and I don't, and I honestly don't know if the Noah's Ark arc is the is the first arc of the story, like. Are we just and, and but again, I also enjoy sometimes just being dropped in on characters that we know nothing about, only to find bits and pieces. Um, but I agree with you. I I'm going to I, I'm interpreting the lack of you're not being happy with the lack the lack of depth as you want more of these characters. You want to know where they came from, as opposed to just like there's nothing there. Am I, am I right on that? Or am I just sh- shooting at the dark here? Do I, am I just wanting <laughs> you to like this as much as I do? Oh, you're pretty, you're pretty spot on. I think if this would have gotten like, there was a, a decent little intro for this movie, but I think it deserved almost like a, like how Jinro, the Wolf Brigade had like kind of an, almost a, a intro that was too long, but it like really explained like how the world is. I really gave I, you a timeline. Like if I, I think if I could have got that, going because like a lot of this i had to read through the wiki and be like oh okay so this is why this is like what the spriggans are protecting like i knew it was like a they're protecting these like what archaeological i don't i can't say that word. these art of these artifacts. artifacts yeah um but i just wanted to know like you know how many spriggans are there are there more of them how are these things made you know why how who, many artifacts are there what were these cyborg kids sent from the pentagon like what the what's happening mm-hmm. here I just wanted to know more, um, and there might have there might have been some of that that I probably just you know my eyes were kind of glazed over watching it, uh, just because like, I mean they throw you into the deep end with the action, Chris, for mm-hmm. a good I don't even know how many minutes. Like even when you think it's not going to be action, they're like, oh that's actually a bad guy. All right, here we go, we're fighting. Yep. Um, yeah, like all the fucking dudes on the drive into Turkey, dude, yeah. he fucking just fucks them up in the marketplace. When he drops the fucking Randy Savage elbow on the <laughs> first guy, he knocks him stupid. Makes him slobber. Yeah, but like there's that point in the middle where it like slows down and like you meet like the doctor and I'm like it gets a little too sciencey for me. Um that's just me personally though. That's <laughs> I've never been... Me want action. <laughs> yeah. Me simple man. Yeah, you had me like it's first of all, it starts off like after the not to jump too far ahead, but like 
We get like a scene where he's. Ba- I'm like, is this Rambo? Is this anime Rambo right now? And then he like wakes up from his dream, and I'm like, oh damn it, they almost uh, had you, me. I know you love a good <laughs> dream sequence. Oh man, yeah, that was those are the good dream sequences where they just wake up. I'm fine with those ones. That's when I know it's a dream sequence that I get pissed. Um, but before we jump way too far ahead, I am Cody Snodgrass. I am Chris Adams, and welcome once again to Shonen and Sudge. You can tell this week we're not talking about Dota, so we're like we're happy. You know, we, we're we're jovial. Nothing but good news coming down the pipe, and um, you know, it's been a long day. It's been a long week at work. A lot of, a lot of dickheads and morons out there getting into auto accidents. So, I, before we get into news and polls and things upcoming, Cody, I need to know because I need you to know for me. What are we drinking? A good crack. All right, Chris. Well, you you mentioned I believe you mentioned dickheads and auto accidents, right? Uh-huh. Well, Chris, today we have some sleet and some snow. It's a messy, there's messy roads out there right now. Um, Arf. So I actually didn't, I didn't make it to the liquor store today. I just went straight home. I left, took a half day at work because it was getting icy. I was like, nah, I'm not risking my life for a factory. Um, so I'm just doing a, uh, a Coke and Bacardi Lyman. Uh, you know, nice, my, nice. an old faithful of mine. Uh, nothing, nothing too fancy. Something I've drank, you know. Pretty regularly, I have a couple of these just about every week. Um, but yeah, I couldn't make it to the liquor store. Didn't want to risk driving in the snow. Didn't want to have to, you know, call the insurance guy and, you know, tell him I, I goofed. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just just went with the the safe one that was already in the fridge already. So that's that's what I'm having: a Bacardi Lyman, some Coke Zero Cherry. Um, no old faithful. But that's what I got, Chris. What about you? What do you drink? Love that. Well, I've already cracked mine, Cody, and it's ironic that we're talking about. <laughs> you know, or smart that you didn't because you don't want to have to, you didn't leave the house, you don't want to have to talk to your insurance guy, like a pair of fucking clown shoes. Um, which is funny because clown shoes is the name of the brewery for the beer that I'm drinking today. Oh, Chris, with the transitions, I see you, I see you. All right, I'm a fucking, I'm a master segue. Chris, I know there's a beer person. lesson here, so yeah, well. Uh, Clown Shoes is a brewery out of Massachusetts. They're actually, I want to say they were purchased by Harpoon. So they're part of that group of breweries. But they're, uh, Clown Shoes is awesome. Not only, Cody, not only are all of their beers great, they have the absolute best labeling on God's green earth. Their cans, bottles, their labels are the absolute greatest on God's green, and uh, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw an image of one of their labels in the Discord. It's not the one that I'm drinking, but um, it's it's just just kind of just give you an idea of everything that their that what their labels are like. All just right. threw it in the Discord there for you. That's that's a a, a picture of their um their, um their imperial their american imperial stout it's called a uh, undead zombie hunter i believe is what it's called i say this looks like almost like a comic book cover or something that's what all of their labels look like dude they're all fucking gas that's some good stuff what... that, that blows the nelly on the budweiser can away that is... <laughs> that's what i'm saying man there's uh there's are awesome so what i'm drinking is called space cake say um it's a double ipa very citrusy um 
Double IPA, it's just uh, when you hear when you see the word double or imperial in front of a beer style, that just means it's a stronger version. Usually it means it has higher alcohol content, higher malt content, higher um, IBUs, uh, international bittering unit. And usually it's a lot more balanced. Um, okay, so it's, it's like the Super Saiyan the 2, like the Super Saiyan 2 Ex- IPA. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Um, and this one is very citrusy, a lot of tropical notes. Um, it used to go by the name Lemon Space Cake, hence the um, the citrus notes. Um, that, you know, it's very su- it's sweet, it's tangy, has a nice strong malt character, which balances it out. Um, again, nine percent alcohol. It's very, very. It's a very, very solid year-round double IPA, and I'm glad I can get my my, my grubby little paws on it. So that's what I'm sipping on, and it's big. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be popping off at the mouth during this. Sir. <laughs> Still no luck getting the uh, the Bud Light sodas out that way, dude. Th- they don't fucking exist, dude. They just don't <laughs> exist. And um and what re- what's really crazy, Cody, is I saw this ad for like the next thing coming out of Anheuser Busch, the Bud Light Extra or whatever it is, like the zero carb. Oh Bud yeah. Light. We now ha- we now have like the fucking keto friendly. Yeah, yeah. We're just in- doing keto. <laughs> alcoholics yeah Dude, we're really but like but that shit's out here but like did we just skip over the soda pack maybe you got skipped. like i'm i, I don't know i think so because like I, I literally look for it every single time and cody i'm going to continue to look for it so three months from now if that soda pack comes out i will now be exploring that soda pack because i want it i, I want say, it now i was gonna say i don't know if i can uh i can fly one out with me on the on the plane that's probably frowned upon i would imagine well, if we find one while we're down in Orlando, we're ch- you and I are gonna fucking crush the toy. We're just taking oh, yeah. them all to the fucking noggin. Yeah, that's like a that's like breakfast for us down there. Um, it will be. It definitely fucking. Yeah, will I be. actually forgot about the Bud Light next. Um, Bud that, Light next. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard. Yeah, they got. But that, that I have seen that on the shelves. I probably should have grabbed that um, the last time I was at the store. But I, you know, I didn't expect this ice storm to show up today. But here we of are. Course. Um, and then, uh, that's what we're drinking, and then we'll move on to news, Chris. We had some, uh, some actual Full Metal Alchemist news, which I'm glad I checked, uh... So twi- hype. I checked Twitter today, and I was like, I saw this cool image, which, obviously, you guys listening, you can't see the image, but if you go on Twitter, uh, pretty much every, like, anime news network, all the big, all the big wigs over there, they're all tweeting out this image, and it's Scar from Full Metal Alchemist. Looks really cool. I was going to say, it's not my favorite character. Scar is definitely a very close second favorite character. Um, favorite character, Cody, I believe I've said it on this podcast. It is the fucking Alex Louise Armstrong, the <laughs> fucking strong arm alchemist with his techniques passed down through generations <laughs> of Armstrong family members. Yeah, uh, it, this is basically it's to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the manga. Um, I believe of the original, awesome. original manga. Um, so mm-hmm. I got a little article here. I'll just read through it. Square Enix basically oh, opened uh, a new website on Thursday to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Um, website will announce new projects for the anniversary in the future. The site also shows a visual, obviously this image, uh, and a countdown that will end on March 2nd, which is now about two weeks away from today. Cody, that's uh, the day before we leave to go to Orlando. Ooh. So let's see. On that podcast, we'll, we should have some news, right? We should oh, have. we fucking, we sure will. Yeah. And well, I guess we should, you know, quick segue, quick interruption there, sidebar. Uh, 
we'll, that week, because we're leaving on Thursday, at least I'm leaving on Thursday, we'll be putting out a podcast that week on Wednesday. Or will we just record it Wednesday and put it out Thursday? Yeah, we'll record it Wednesday. I'll put it out Thursday because I don't. Okay, I, cool, I don't cool. fly out till Friday morning. So, gotcha. And right. I can just I can just work my magic from the train because I'm taking the train there, Cody. Toot toot. I'm taking the train there and flying back. Hopping on the Mugen so, train. That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll be full Rengoku'd up just you know, just in case I gotta you know flex on some demons out there. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. So the manga for Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, celebrated 20th anniversary on July 12th of last year. Um, I'm not, I guess it's, you know, with COVID and everything, I'm sure this has been delayed a little bit. Um, But Square Enix, once again, uh, obviously we're Final Fantasy fans. A lot of our listeners also are. Um, But I guess they put up the website and they're also developing a Full Metal Alchemist mobile game for iOS and Android devices that's going to release this summer. There's also Um, a board game. Uh, I'm a big board game guy, and I know there's a Full Metal Alchemist board game that's either coming out or is already out. And I'm probably going to pick that up, because I'm a fucking sucker. I'd say pretty much anything Full Metal Alchemist. Dude, I'm pretty sure I have, like, a PS2 game of Full Metal Alchemist. I have, like, a DS game, like... Dude, I used to play the Full Metal Alchemist card game, and it was a good, good card game. Holy shit, it was good. They could put Full Metal Alchemist on anything, and I'm probably going to... You know, I'm either going to download it if it's free or buy it if it's not. All I remember is I played a Scar deck because that motherfucker drew so many cards. <laughs> what Nobody if that's what this anou- Chris, what if that's the announcement on March 2nd? They're just bringing back the Full Metal Alchemist card game. <laughs> I'd shit your pants. That's how excited <laughs> I would be. I have a feeling it's probably just going to be like, there'll probably be like an anniversary collection, you know, like the, the Mega from the Vault, like every book every episode every movie and then i'd be down for an uh, anniversary collection maybe some sort of like omnibus maybe some sort of like crazy cool statue i'd whatever merchandise they want to put out i am fucking here for it yeah and then of course the the mobile game i'll, I'll at least check it out obviously i've been playing this new my hero game um mm-hmm. that's been treating you i haven't touched uh, it yet chris i pulled a i pulled a kaminari on monday night Oh, man. And then I pulled uh, Kirishima on uh, was it Wednesday. Oh yeah, today today's Thursday. No, it was, yeah, that was, it was Monday yesterday. Tuesday. It was a, a two for twenty. You know. Um, yeah. Peace. So I've, I've got my five URs now. There's not many like you, and I'm just saying ultra rare characters oh. for any of my gotcha yeah. fans out there. Um, oh man, I got five, which is pretty good. There's not many in the game right now, so having five mm. is is. Pretty nice. I can't complain. Got got the boys Kirishima and Kaminari. So, right, my man Red Riot. I'm all about it. I'm all. I'm here for it, Cody. I'm here for it. <laughs> Very excited for that. Uh, but then uh, that that's pretty much all we got for news this week. Um, and then we have our uh, our poll winner. Um, now that I look at the Twitter, Chris, it looks like we actually have a tie. Um, Erased was winning the last Getting time I news. checked, but somebody, uh, I guess somebody before this poll ended. Uh-huh. <laughs> snuck in and voted for high school or high rise invasion high rise invasion oh. that's what it is so we'll do we'll just do them back to back probably i'm fine with that i am and we can do them in whichever order you know let's do oh you said there were some like live action movies and some extra baggage along with um yeah the, so so with erased i have the wiki pulled erased. up here um they're both mm-hmm. super short series erased has a film um, okay. Which could help us. I th- this is what I think we should do. Um, and if you have, 
any issues that well, I'm totally down to flip-flop it or whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. We could do the race 12 episodes next week. Okay. And then do the live action the following week and then go to... Mm -hmm. um, I can't... I sounds, sounds great. Yeah, I'm. That's that's great. That gives yeah. us the next three weeks. I am perfect. Yeah, I might have to surf the dark web to find this live action film. Oh man, um, don't give your computer aids, Cody. But it's got my boy Tatsuya Fujiwara from uh, Battle Royale, from Roroni Kenshin live action movies, from Death Note, the good live action movies. So love it. I can't I can't just leave him hanging. He, I, I, he's my he's my boy. Like, <laughs> and that's what we shall do. You have decreed it so. It looks That's like... the order of operations. Well, Chris, we might even have a television drama. We might have to... Erased might be its own podcast. You shut up right now. <laughs> Is this a musical? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man, if we get a fucking musical, you know how I feel about musicals. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be we'll start with Erased uh, series that's on Netflix. I believe it's 12 episodes next week. Um, we're just going to crank out the whole thing, of course. Perfect. Um, but all perfect. But Chris, that that's all the news. That's the, the next show we're going to be covering. And uh, now I'm I'm going to let you take it away for the tail of the tape on uh on Spriggan. Indeed, Cody. So of course, you know we're covering Spriggan, uh, the 1998 anime film, uh, based on the manga. Now the manga actually had a good run. We're we're talking old man level. This uh it ran from 1989. 1996 uh, encompasses a full 11 volumes and the movie like we said at the uh, beginning of this um, is the movie from 1998 covers the Noah's Ark which to me I, I guess again I know nothing about the manga I'm assuming that each arc is probably about them defending protecting recovering a different artifact that's out there on the in the world um because that's kind of the that is kind of the backbone of the entire story um and movie of course like i said just gives us a snapshot just a real quick glimpse into this world um about um basically the main character is a character named omenayu who is japan's top spriggan agent um spriggans are basically the military wing of the main organization that def that protects these artifacts called Arkham. Um, so they, they throw a lot of that at you kind of at the beginning in the narration. Um, but the film opens up. Well, let me do a real quick, uh, just another real quick. So one of the big things about this movie is um, the, there was uh, one of the people he has, a, I want to say he has a writing credit, but he was more of just like an executive producer, just kind of a general overseer, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, um, which Cody is a, is a fucking God in the anime community. Uh, he's attached to names like, uh, Akira, steam boy, uh, metropolis. So, shall I keep so, going? Those are some good ones. I, <laughs> yeah. You, you've made your point, you know, <laughs> Yeah, Katsuhiro Otomo is definitely a, a big name. So Steam Boy. Name Steam yeah, Boy. But, Chris, I'm putting fuck. that on the list right now. Hold on. Steam Boy is gas. Have you, have you ever seen it? Dude, I saw Steam Boy in theaters. Oh, I think. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> it's funny. I said Steam Boy is gas. I did a little. That's a double entendre. That movie's it, great. That movie is fucking great. I can't remember if I put Steam Boy on a poll before. I don't even know where we can watch Steam Boy. We might have to go pirate and, you know. Might be on HBO Max. I don't even fucking know. 
Oh, it could be. It could be, but carry on, Chris, please. Yes, so that was one of the big, I guess that was kind of one of the big selling points because his name is like all over the box, all over the credits, like, you know, fucking Katsuhiro Otomo. So maybe that was kind of a selling point, but the movie, it, it's an hour and a half. It's really, really quick. And, you know, again, I, I love this movie. I look back on it fondly through rose-colored lenses, and I think the movie still holds up. But, Cody, what you said about it, how you thought the plot was a little paper thin, and now that I'm aware of the manga and things like this, definitely makes sense why the characters are kind of paper thin because i feel like just with the story material with the the backbone with this with these artifacts and this arkham organization i feel like there's a lot of meat on these bones this is a big boy to try to unpack in an hour and a half yeah and like when you say an hour and a half i mean we have kind of a long intro where they're like showing you know it's just flashing like through the, like the intro credits and then they they cut it off pretty short. I think it's I think run like actual runtime might only be like seventy five minutes. Like yeah, they're, it's, they're trying to pack a lot quick. in here. Um, and I think that's the only probably my only gripe about it. Like I I, I just wish there's more. And of course we're getting more obviously um, with this new exactly. series. But even if I watched this back in the day, I would be like, man, I want like I just want more of that. Like oh, um, absolutely, and that, and that's a very very fair assessment. But uh, so the movie opens up. With an excavation team uh, from Arkham, uh, they're basically in, deep in the, this mountain, these caverns in Turkey, um, and they find what actually appears to be Noah's Ark. Now, I don't you know, maybe I've been jumping through dimensions, Cody, but I distinctly remember several years back they actually like a, a scientific, uh, like like an excavation team actually found something that they thought was. Noah's Ark in Turkey in real life. Hey, really? So, yeah, yeah. Either, either I'm making that up, and, and, and but that was long before I this movie <laughs> was out. That was long before this movie was out. Which when I saw this movie, I was like, oh yeah, they're playing on what actually like fucking happened. But then also too, it, and I, and I think it could have been early '90s, which also you know I got my pin board here, which means that this could have been a later volume in the manga. After that was announced, but again, I don't know, Cody. I feel like I want to go off on a quick tangent because I really want to talk about this. But as you go, <laughs> I really, I really, it's the space cake, man. That space cake got me flying to the moon. But I want to talk about the Large Hedron Collider for a second, Cody. I genuinely, hold I on. genuinely, hold on. Hold on. let me grab some shooters out of the mini fridge. <laughs> The the what, Chris? I'm sorry. <laughs> the Large Hedron Collider. Um, Take it away. Hold on one moment here. <laughs> the Large Chris. Now you're. We have we have left. You know my my fourth grade reading level cannot comprehend um, <laughs> what you have just spoken, but it sounds so, really so, exciting. Uh, so, so the Large Hedron Collider, it's a, it's an energy particle collider, um, that, um, uh, ever since, like, ever since they started, like, really using this thing, I and mean, it was built, like, between the late 90s and, I want to say, like, or, like, maybe, like, 2000, 2001, but, uh, ever since this thing has been around, 
I feel like that's when we've gotten all of our, our Mandela effect moments. Um, you know, Bernstein Bears, Berenstein Bears, Shazam starring Sinbad. Like, shit that people swear to God. Mandela dying in prison. Like, shit that people swears happened. And some people are like, I swear to God it happened. Some people are like, no, you're a fucking, you're out of your mind. Oh. But you We're... can trace it all back to the Large Hedron Collider. So, I said all that to say this. Maybe what I'm thinking of with them finding Noah's Ark in Turkey in real life was me jumping through dimensions. Okay. Okay. I, I, when you said Mandela effect, I, I see the first thing, the large hydrogen, I, I don't even know what that was. Large, he, large hydrogen collider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you had me lost, but when you said Mandela effect, now, now we have a talking point here, Chris. I was cooking with gas. The Monopoly man definitely had that monocle and I'll die on see? that hill. And there was, there was indeed a cornucopia on my Fruit of the Loom boxers when I was a child, for sure. See? See? That's what I'm saying, dude. That, see, that, so you understand where that, I'm coming from. And that is a hill I will die on. And I blame, I blame these ripples, these dimensional jumps. I blame it on the Large Hadron Collider. It all adds up. It okay. all adds up. Maybe I'm making that up. But anyway, so they find uh, this excavation team, back to Spriggan, this excavation team <laughs> finds what they believe is Noah's Ark. Um, but as soon as they find it, it starts emitting this like crazy, like beacon or like energy to where it basically causes an explosion inside of the, uh, inside of the mountain and even takes out like an orbital satellite. And well, and that's when we start getting the narration where they're like, you know, since the dawn of time, there have been you know, artifacts and yada, yada, yada. And the Arkham organization protects them, keeps them from falling into the wrong hands. And their soldiers are, basically their art soldiers are called Spriggan, which I believe um, in, in English it translates to, or it, I don't know what language it comes from, but it means striker. Mm -hmm. Basically they're more, I guess, more proactive they're, they're they're more for offense as opposed to defense. They just if someone's going to go after these artifacts, they're there to fucking you know put them in their place. Right. So then we cut to what looks like Cody, what your Rambo scene here. We see uh, somebody in the jungles. Looks like they're hiding from soldiers, and uh, basically he's uh, he's in the sights of uh, one of these soldiers, and uh, it kind of zooms in on his face through the scope of the rifle and zooms in on his face, and he stands up and wakes up, and he's fucking in school, Cody. His little pencil pouch onto the floor, dude. And Chris, I was like, I was I was kind of let down. I was like, is this just anime Rambo here? It like it was almost like Rambo slash like first Predator movie. I was like, wait, what is this? Oh yeah. I was like, I'm here for this. Whatever this is, I'm I'm here. And then he woke up, and I was like, damn it. Oh yeah. Well, Cody, we ain't got time to bleed on this one. Right, we, we, the body. <laughs> we go about two seconds later, Chris. Next thing you know, we're on the roof with the kid acting weird in school, and he's got a bomb on his chest. I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude, it, it fucking escalates very quickly. Chris, the pacing of this movie, it goes about 300 miles an hour. Dude, I thought we were I thought we were going, I thought it was a double dream sequence. I was like, don't you dare. Don't don't take <laughs> this away from me again. Like, the Inception dream. But yeah, so, so his friends are like, dude, are you okay? Like, you've been gone for like weeks, and you know, you're acting weird. And then like, He's like, nah, man, I'm fine. So he's gathering up his stuff, but across the classroom, one of his friends, uh, like, just he's like ghost faced. He's pale. He's kind of looking back, like he has this like very frightened look on his face. It's his friend Tanaka, and and his friends, his other friends are like, you didn't know, like he he fucking just disappeared a few weeks ago and then just came back, just came back out of nowhere. 
and he's been acting weird ever since. So then, like you said, it cuts to the roof, and of course, and, and this 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 kid, this main character, Omanai Yu. There's more to him. He's not just your run-of-the-mill high school student, Cody. He is definitely he's more like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street. He is definitely not just a high school student. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's another thing. It, it, maybe it's just how much they had to cram into this short amount of time. But like, he um, went from high school kid to like being mad at like some agency that he's working for, and I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. How did we get here? He's like all bandit, like in the normal, you know, in a regular movie or something. Like we would see him in the hospital, and he's getting healed up. No, not not our boy. How do I say his name, Chris? You, uh, uh, Omanai, you, Omanai, you. Um, yeah, well, we're, uh, we're yeah, moving he gets at all, he, breakneck speeds here. Oh, Next thing you know, we are a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, and we basically learn that he's like the he, he is like the superhero Indiana Jones, essentially. Black. He is the fucking, he's the ultimate super soldier. Uh, but he goes to the roof, sees his friend Tanaka up there, and he turns around and he's got a bomb strapped to his chest with a message on his shirt that, say, or, that says, Noah will be your grave. And it's almost like he's being controlled by somebody because he's like, he's got like the, the, the detonator for the explosive in his hand. And he's like, you know, help me. Like he's trying his best to resist. And, um, well, he's not strong enough, Cody, and he fucking explodes, and uh, we get an explosion on the rooftop of the school. Yeah, you know, typ- like, oh, typ- shit. typical anime fashion, we always go to the roof for the action, you know? That's what I'm saying. I feel <laughs> like if I ever went to, if I was a child in Japan, I would go to the roof every day just to see what the fuck was going on yeah, up there, just to make sure. I'm telling you, that's where it's popping at you. Like, you never know, like, what kind of, like, you know... Maybe somebody's gonna have a parasite and their head's gonna split open and the or there's gonna be zombies up there. There's like all the action takes place on the rooftop. I want to know like if that's how it really is in Japan. Like most buildings, it's a trope for a reason. I guess I don't know. Like most buildings, you can't actually just just walk onto roof access. Like maybe least... like the '80s, you could, and like schools were yeah. like, ah, you know what? The, our our cartoons are doing this shit a little too much. Maybe we should throw a fucking master lock on this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know if I've ever actually been on, like, the actual roof of a building that wasn't, like, a tourist attraction. Like, Right, same. You can't, same. You can't just I, go I can't to the top. Recall. Like, There's, there's like, usually a, a security guard, a locked door, a <laughs> giant chain, and a master lock as big as my fucking fist. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're like, there's too much fun happening up here, and we can't just have anybody up, any old fucking jabroni up here. <laughs> that's what it is, man. But anyway, Cody, so then we go to the next scene, and now he's like downtown in in the Arkham branch uh, of Japan, and he's basically in his supervisor's office. He's banned, omenized bandaged up and he's like what the fuck is going on basically wants answers from his supervisor and he's like you know what's going on like why are my friends being killed and the the supervisor tells him, like hey one of our excavation teams found noah's ark and now at this since we found that all of our excavation teams out there are now under assault by some mysterious military group um and as he explains that, it, we get a scene, a cutaway to we go back to Turkey and see this excavation team under attack by this by this unknown military group. And uh, well, Cody, it's not just this military. There there seem to be a couple big dogs here. Um, 
because there's like this little, looks like, it seems like there's like a little valiant last stand from the soldiers that are left with this excavation group. And when the dust settles and the other soldiers on the other side start to retreat, there's this giant figure coming out of the shadows. And, uh, well, he's got a Gatling gun attached to his arm. So, Cody, you know what's going to happen here. He just fucking shreds everybody everybody who's present. Yeah, he, almost, he gave me the like the general vibes, except like on a on a giant man, obviously. This guy's oh yeah, huge. But he has like all the general armor, um, for the mm-hmm. most part. You know, he's got the Gatling gun, uh, and he is that's Fat Man, right? I believe is his name. That is that is Fat Man, and uh, we find out later that this is a this is a uh, the 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 U.S. Machine Corps attack that is basically the ones attacking the Arkham excavation units, and. They, this is a this is a division of the Pentagon, basically a black ops unit who they want they want the Ark. They are after these artifacts. So here we are, Cody, America. We are fucking we are we're in there, Cody. We are we are the villains in this movie. I love it. Yeah, we are the villains. We got we're like half cyborgs. We're awesome. And then we also get to see uh, what's the other guy's name, Chris? The little oh the other the other villain, little boy, fat man and little boy, fat man baby. and little boy. Then. We see little they're, boy they're just for a second. He like officers. we see him like scamper through like the the cave or whatever you want to call it that they're in. He's basically just look. They're they're down there looking for something just to confirm. I guess the the um the location of the ark or whatever. But basically, you know, Omani is still pissed that like his friends are getting killed, and he's just like, well, you know, why didn't you like like how many more friends got to die before we of mine got to die before we do something? So he's like, well, I'm gonna fucking go and I'm gonna go handle my business and take care of this. And Yamamoto's like, don't, it's too risky. And he's like, not as fucking risky it is if you try to stop me. As he <laughs> slams the fucking door and rolls out. Next thing, Code, he's on a plane. Our globe trotting adventure begins. Yeah, and I don't know if we touched on it before, um, but we should mention that. Maybe you already did, and I just kind of breezed past it. Um, but the kid that was on the rooftop that blew himself up with the bomb, it mm. didn't seem like he was choosing to do so. It was like he was no, being... No, he was definitely not. He was yeah, he definitely was under control controlled. of something. Yeah, which we'll, you know, we'll go into it here in a little bit. Exactly, exactly. So now we're on a plane to Turkey. It looks like, uh, you know, Omanai is sitting there. He is, uh, you know, he's polishing up his guns. He's ready, man. He is fucking Jason Bourne in this motherfucker. He is ready. He is... He is uh, is buck and he is ready to fuck. Um, <laughs> but while he's flying, um, they get um, they get intercepted by Turkish Air, uh, Turkish Air Force, and basically they're ordered to land. Um, and when they land at the airport, um, he's met by I guess one of his 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 contact there. Um, but they're immediately drug into like customs, and the customs official has uh, all of his weapons on the desk. He's like are you here to start a war? Like, what are you doing? Basically, he confiscates the weapons and sends them packing. Yeah, you can't... Him and his, uh... How he even got on the plane is beyond me. Like... I think it was an Arkham private plane, like his own okay, okay. private plane. That makes it, that so... makes it more sense then. Because man, man was just rolling up with assault rifles and pistols Dude, He had and everything. He ammo. was like a fucking Terminator up <laughs> in this bitch. Uh, it looks like Customs confiscated his weapons, and he's with his driver. And, um, so... They're they're heading towards the arc the uh the excavation site or the Arkham you know, the research base. Basically, they're he's going to rendezvous with with his people. So they're driving. The guys apologize. Like, hey, you know, I I was expecting us not to go through customs. I, I tried to direct us from that. And they, the whole time, there's a car following them. 
and while he's talking, you know, Omen I looks out of the rear view and he's like, "Hey, are those car, the, the car following us, are those friends of yours?" And I guess the cat's out of the bag at this point. The driver is definitely not a friend of his. Uh, the people he was supposed to meet have already been killed and replaced by these fucking goons. So he, you know, Omen I, he pulls the gun out and get ready to points it at Omen I, and he's he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and just just proceeds to just you know start making a move and causes the guy to fire the gun through the windshield, then fucking molly whops him and sends him out of the car only for him to get hit by the car following him. And, uh, Cody, the chase is on at this point. Yeah. What a misplay so, by, by the driver, right? Cause like, he's fucked up. He's like, Oh yeah. All your friends. Like, he's like, I killed all the guys you were supposed to meet with. They're in this river over and here. And he, and he like all at the bottom of the river. Yeah. And he like looks at the river knowing that this guy's, I think he knows he's a Spriggan. Um, if he does to, dude. Like, you know he's yeah. a badass, and, like, you'd, like, take your eyes off him for a second, he's gonna fuck you up. And next thing you know, you're... Did you not see the arsenal that he fucking <laughs> came packing with? Yeah, this guy no, this guy is no fucking joke. Yeah, and so, of course, like, he takes the wheel, and then we get to the town chase where, like... Hey, I don't basically, even... they drive through a marketplace, and they're avoiding hitting people. And I love... Like, I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but the animation is really, really good in this movie, especially in this particular scene. Everything almost seems kind of photorealistic, like almost mo-capped. Like, it's really re- how fluid everything is. Um, yeah. Uh, it, he, uh... No, it almost ahead. reminds me, like, as much as we didn't really like um, World Heroes Mission by My Hero, like, the mm-hmm. chase scenes were pretty good in that, and this very much yeah. reminded me of, like, the chase scenes through, like, the towns and things like that. You know, he's getting swung at by this dude with this giant-ass, like, Shimitar, oh. like sword thing, dude, so great. Like the first guy, so he, he his car, he, he's he's being driven away. His car tips over, and he just jumps out of the side and runs into the marketplace. So, of course, the goons split up to look for him, and uh, he fuck the first one, dude. Like I said, he delivers the fucking macho man elbow on the back of his skull from the rafters, from the bleachers, <laughs> um, knocking this guy out immediately. And then, like, he's kind of taking them out one by one. He whacks one with, like, a vase, throws a rug on him. And, uh, you know, as he's running away from one who's, like, chasing him with a gun, some, some fucking resident just opens the door and, like, knocks him back down the stairs. And when he gets to the top of the stairs, the last goon is there, like you said, with the giant uh, scimitar. And, you know, of course, he's blocking it. And I guess he realizes who the fuck he is because he just, like, takes both hands and, like, grabs the sword as the guy's coming down on it, breaks the blade, and just proceeds to just knock this guy the fuck out. Yeah, literally throws him, like, head first through, like, this, like, brick wall thing. Um, yep, and then we have that cool scene where he's like, man, you guys didn't know, you guys are must be insane if you think you can take on a sprig, and then he, like, takes the piece of the blade and, like, just chucks it. You see, I, I love the angle here, like, the camera, like, zooms out, and you see the piece of the blade coming, and, like, it takes out, like, this surveillance camera. Dude. I thought that was really fucking cool. Chris, I'm telling you, that should have been how the movie opened. Like this, I want a hundred percent. Like that's that like that's when it should have said "spriggin" right across the screen. Because like he threw it at the right. camera, and I was like, "Okay, that was like this is probably gonna be my favorite part of the movie." Like, yeah, it's definitely the best scene in the movie when he just like fucking just takes the pieces and like, and it's a hard fucking toss too. We're talking, we're talking like an anime throw, like you know where it goes off in the distance, but ding. Yeah, like when uh, oh god, I can't think of his name, Chris. From Parasite, the main character, when he throws that fucking rock through the other student. Oh, yes, exactly. That's exactly was, what happened. It was one of those throws. Like, it was just... Shinichi, yeah. Yeah, Shinichi, yeah. It would have been perfect to just pop up the title there, but, like, obviously we're... 
at this point we're probably what 20 minutes in close to that um maybe exactly. maybe it would have been a little bit too late but uh then we get like a cool little meeting of the minds with all the bad guys we have uh, yep. fat boy yeah, is fat boy little boy fat uh, fat man little boy fat man little boy my apologies i um, guess whatever <clears throat> cia goons cuz this is like it, it meet like the next scene opens with a uh, this is Omen IU, Japan's top sprig, and he's only 17 years old, but he will fuck your world up. <laughs> and uh, that fat man's sitting there, and he's like, like he's aware. And, and I think he says something to the effect of, like, if you guys thought, if you thought your people were going to take care of him, you're a fucking idiot. Like, basically just, like, oh, he knows who he is, because we find out later on in the movie that, fat, and, and they say it here a little bit, they were like, oh, yeah, you, you used to, you, you had dealings with him in the past. We find out that Fat Man used to be his commanding officer, and the reason he looks like he does today is because Omanai fucked his world up. Yep, and then, I can't remember, do we get uh, mentioning of McDougal here? Yes, yeah, they start talking about, basically this is where the, the, um, the Machine Corps are going to go ahead and they're going to send in the full-on fucking artillery here now that they know Omanai is on scene. And they and that's uh, you see a shadowy figure sitting in one of the seats at the table, and they make reference to, you know, Fat Man's like, well, you know, what do you think, Colonel McDougal? Yeah. And it cuts to him, and then they go back to, to where we're at, and we kind of get this really nice, uh, almost like a little musical number, right? Like, the, the song that's playing is a fucking bop while he's driving through the desert on his way to the uh, Arkham Research Base. Yeah, I will. I will give props to the music as well. Not only is the animation and the action scenes good, the music is also spot on. Absolutely, and and this Cody, where it, it, you said where the story does get kind of thin because it's more of a montage. He's driving through the desert. He shows up. He finds his way to this Arkham base, but as he's scaling the mountain to get to the base, he notices there's like trip wires and uh, and like sensors and explosives. And he's like, "Well, I guess I'll have to find another way around." But then like people start opening fire on him, and he's like. But wait a minute, I'm a friendly, I'm, I'm with Arkham, I'm a, you know, whatever. Yeah, and then moving at the breakneck pace we are, Chris. I mean, next thing you know, we're we're inside, they got him cuffed up, and we... Dude, uh, he is cuffed up. And we get introduced to the doctor and his assistant, which I can't remember. Doc, doctor, Doctor Maisel is the, uh, the do- and I, I cannot remember the, um, oh, fuck, what is her name? Uh, Let me see if I can find uh, a... Yeah, yeah, it's doc- Doctor Maisel and... Margaret. Oh yeah, it is Margaret. Yep. And um, so it, it, that's where we get the 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 one liner where it's like he's like um, I'm uh, you should uncuff me. I'm part of Arkham, and he's like I'm a Spriggan, and the guys are looking at him like, man, Spriggans don't dress like you. And uh, as they're as they're escorting him through the hallways, that's when he runs into Doctor Mazel and Margaret. He's like, Doctor Mazel, it's me. And the doctor is just an old man. He like looks at him, he's like, oh shit, is that you? Uh, you? And uh. And basically, they tell him to uncuff him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's a Spriggan. You should totally let him go." And uh, they're like, "This guy, he doesn't look like a Spriggan." And that's when he's like, "Well, we can't all be Schwarzenegger." Yep. And then him and him and the Doc kind of they kind of catch up because I and I'm assuming they know each other from their past. Um, yeah, and and I think once again, I feel like they've probably met on other missions and artifact dealings. So yeah, it, it almost maybe feels again, like again it'll open up. Yeah, it almost feels like when like in um, Trigun when Vash goes back up to the like the space shuttle and he he knows the people up there and all that stuff. It just seems like there's more to the story, which obviously like we're gonna get more with the new series and all this stuff. And if you read the manga, of course, but I just want to know more about this at, about this series at at this point. Um, yeah, he gives him 
the suit, which I can't remember what the name of the suits are called. Oh, dude, the fucking uh, the fucking battle suit, man. The um. Yeah, it seems like this I is don't... this is what usually I get. I guess this is what Spriggins normally wear. Yeah, but he's got like the combat knife and all, oh, dude. It's uh, it's made out of um or or Iraq or or uh, uh oraclum, oracium. It's uh it's like a it's like a um it's a metal. Um, and it has like um artificial. Basically, it's like almost like a like an enhancement suit. It makes him stronger, makes him faster. Um, and it's got like all sorts of different gadgets. It's got like a little like grappling hook in one of the arms. Again, he's got like this crazy combat knife with like the knuckle guard, like he likes it. Um, so of course, as he's going over all that, it's uh. It is happening very quickly because uh, the power goes out in the facility, and uh, here we are. Yeah, right back into the action, Chris. We don't we don't waste no time. We got gunfire outside. The power's out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the machine core forces are are here, and they are in full effect. Unfortunately, our boy just got his brand new suit, so he zips that up and uh, pretty much just goes out there and starts whooping ass. Yep, he starts whooping ass, and we we actually get to see what little boy can do. He's definitely he's one of those anime characters that has the gloves and the and the piano wire, and you you know that old fucking trope, right? Like we've seen that guy a million. The guy who can do the thing with the piano wire and the gloves and all kinds of and like decapitate nine people with his wires in one go. Every anime has that guy, and he <laughs> is that guy. So it, it is. We don't really need to. Talk. It is odd, like how every like late '90s, early 2000s anime has like the, the piano wire guy. But yeah, the guy, there's always if Helsing had it, fucking Ninja Trigun. Scroll had it, Trigun had it. <laughs> Everybody's got the fucking the piano wire guy, and it's fine. It it's a good it's a good guy to have on your team. I wonder if those people exist in real life. Chris, it's like the rooftop thing. Like there's always the rooftops and piano wires. Like just maybe trope. that's where just... maybe that's where maybe. That's where they hang out and train. That's why we can't. That's why the doors are locked now. If you if you're not a piano wire guy, you don't get to go up there. <laughs> but anywho, so the the fight is on, and uh, Omani. Um, I want to say Omani gets there to. Um, um, he starts fighting with Little Boy. But little Boy gets away because our our fat man has arrived, and he is ready to just give you the what's forth just a little, little bit of revenge as it were um and he sees him use like holy like how are you still alive you know he's very shocked that he is alive um because he thought he killed him which we, we see a little bit of that killed him, yeah. yeah you thought yeah you thought he killed fat man um when um because we see a fly I, I could talk about it now see a flashback scene later where, where you know kind of where you came from you was a child soldier in um and whatever paramilitary guerrilla group they were in and fat man was his soldier uh, was his commander i want to say he was part of like project cosmos which may have been part of the machine corps um basically he was tired of killing innocent tired of killing innocent people and i think after he had killed a couple basically omen i went crazy and killed his entire squad or thought he killed his entire squad including uh the colonel who is fat man but well you need to fucking finish your plate omen i because not only is fat man back he is stronger than ever so yeah and while they're they're while, while they're fighting you got fat man kind of whooping his ass honestly um like beating the shit out of him then truthfully. little little boys you know trying to make his escape and he runs into another spriggan which uh, and he's looking for looking for Doctor Mazel, um, and he ends up he ends up getting more than he bargained for. He ends up finding uh, 
France, uh, the uh, France's top Spriggan, Jean Jacques Mondeau, um, who is, I mean, this guy's badass too. Um, just fucking rocking the shotgun and the old fucking blue jay. This guy looks pure fucking 90s, dude. Oh, yeah. He, he might as well just get him a, some blue jeans and a bush latte. And I mean, this guy. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. He's got the blonde ponytail. You know, he's picking up dude. all the girls of the local bar. Um, dude, he is smashing <laughs> them all. Uh, but yeah, so like basically, you know, he um, little boy walks into this room expecting to find Doctor Mazel, and he just sees this guy leaning against the wall, and uh, you know, he's like, "Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Where's Doctor Mazel?" And he's like, "Well, why don't you pick on somebody your own age?" After he introduces himself as Spriggan France, um, and of course, little boy tries to kill him, but he just like fucking like like almost like disappears in a flash and ends up behind little boy, and. The next thing we see is little boy jumping out of the window, screaming for his life with uh, Jean-Jacques, like, right fucking behind him. Like, shotgun in hand, just ready to, like, like, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, and so we basically have our, we got our goods, we got our bads, we got the world tag team titles on the line. Um, yeah, the straps are on the line. Yeah, and then Fat Boy's got our boy you up against, like, some kind of container just choking him out, and, uh... You know, and, and that man tells him, like, hey, you know, I hope you got my message on your friend Tanaka. Like, he, I mean, he's choking the life out of Omanai at this point. And then Omanai just fucking, something comes over him. He, like, cuts oh, he off. He fucked up. Cuts off, like, his hand, I want to say it is. And then he fucking, like, What chops. a great scene where he's, like, sitting there, and then you see the knife just. Whew. Yeah. Just chops part of his arm off, cuts him pretty bad up through the gut. And then he runs in, stabs him, and brings the knife up. And then, like, you like that would kill any normal man, but Fat Man's like, "Yes, <laughs> now you're fucking ready to fight." And he starts like going off with his gun, just, <laughs> just spraying everything. Yeah, and then, uh, then Omana, he like hops in like a almost like a warthog if you've ever played Halo. Oh, he yeah, hops like on the turret. Truck. I don't know who's driving this thing because it's just rolling. But I think he fucking just put his foot on the brake, jammed the knife in the in the gas, and just he is on the gun turret. Just, yeah, and Fat Man is getting shredded. Like he is getting plowed. Not at the gym. He is getting bullet hole. That is what he is catching. Um, and uh, I, I, he pissed Omni off something fierce because, because uh, not only after he's after he's done shooting and the the truck, I think the truck like tumbles over, rips the turret off, and he is running up the snow with this thing. He is not done. Um. I guess little boy got away because right in front of him, uh, Jean Jacques gets in front of uh, Omanai. Is like, you need to stop. It's over. He's dead. But, uh, he doesn't want to stop, so he goes to swing the turn around and he just catches it under his arm and points his shotgun at his head and is like, "You're done. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. You need to stop." Um, but yeah, so that that that's the cease for the action for now. Basically, one of our big bads have been, has been killed. Um... Well, that's right. No, they, they capture. They capture little boy. Yeah, that's they've, what happened. yeah, they've yeah. captured little boy. Um, and mm-hmm. and we kind of go to a scene where we actually get introduced to McDougal, who is like not what I expected at all, Chris. He's like he this, definitely is a child. He's like this little robot, half robot, half kid. Like, mm-hmm. just doesn't seem like the. I, I don't know. I just thought he was going to be such a different character. Um, oh yeah, and uh, he talks a lot of shit. Um, oh, he yeah. is definitely a consummate shit talker because he thinks he he is definitely the MJF of this uh, <laughs> of this of this outfit here. Um, he's better than you, and he knows it. Um, and he starts talking shit to his his Pentagon goons, and he's like, you know, he basically he he wants to um 
he he has the key to Noah's Ark that you know basically he wants to stop at nothing and will kill anybody who gets in his way uh, from getting you know getting control of Noah's Ark. And he even says including you to his Pentagon goon. But after he gets out of his chair, like you can see there's something up with whatever's wrong with with whatever they've done to him because like he like very vision and weak and like I don't know like I guess he I guess he needs some sort of medicine or something to keep his uh to keep himself his power kind of like Tetsuo and Akira right like you have to take his medicines to keep whatever psychic power he had in check um so of course the Pentagon goon tries to get the last laugh he's like I don't think you'll be killing anybody today and then we of course we're now we're at the I guess it's the arc site um and we have once again little boys captured um doctors mm-hmm. there um and then I, I don't know. This is where we get well. This is where we get the backstory on Fat Man, where like Omanai's like it's his, well, that's his old commander, and uh, and that, then also too like Jean Jacques starts saying, "Well, you're here. Like this is all happening for a reason. You're here for revenge. They wanted you here. You. Oh yeah, yeah. You. This right. was not. This was not a coincidence. I'm totally jumping the gun to the arc scene. Um, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, there is here. that scene, and then back at the arc site, we have um. Dougal makes his first appearance with against Omanai, and they kind of have like their first mm-hmm. little face off where Omanai basically just gets put in the dirt. Yeah, because like leading up to that, like the ground, like everything starts trembling outside, and like the lights are flickering, and a uh, little man's like chained up and he's laughing. He's just like, "No, y'all, y'all, y'all are dead. No, the, the yeah, magic man's all the magic man's almost here. Magic man, <laughs> now you see me, abracadabra, <laughs> man." Yeah, and he shows up, and uh, Chris, he's not to be messed with. He he puts our boy Omanai down quick. Oh, and what's crazy is because he, uh, and I honestly thought the first time I saw it that Jean-Jacques was dead because you see, like, this orb outside in the snow, and you see him, like, you see uh, McDougal inside this orb just walking through the snow, and Jean-Jacques is the first one to go up to him, and it's like, oh, shit, he's just dead. He's going to get an off-screen death. That's when he shows up through the walls and puts fucking Omanai in the dirt, like, immediately. My apologies, Chris. I had a delivery from my room. No, that's okay. That is okay. But yeah, so yeah, so Don Jacques goes out to try to see what this is, and we don't know what happens to him, but we only can assume that he gets the shit beat out of him by McDougal because right after that, McDougal and his goons just enter the Ark site and just take control immediately. And of course, Omanai tries to step to McDougal, can't even fucking get close to him. Yeah, really yeah I guess he has some sort of like psychic shell or something that uh basically he just and uh like he he does some hits him with like some kind of psychic force, but it doesn't kill him and um McDougal's like wow like one of you're like one of the only people that survived th- th- this attack from me. You're 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 as resilient as a cockroach. So from here on out, McDougal refers to you as the cockroach, which that's kind of degrading, right? Like you got like this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, and this is also where I get like some real like, like we mentioned Akira before, but I definitely get the Akira vibes from him, from McDougal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is a, uh, yeah, he's a, he's an asshole. He called my cockroach the whole time. He's just pissing him off even more. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, oh, he, he'll get his soon. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, so Omanai gets fucked up. Little uh, little boy gets to little boy gets to uh, gets unchained. And uh, basically, McDougal makes his proposition. He's like, you know, I know what Noah's Ark Noah's Ark is. It's uh, you know, he's he's like, it controls the weather. It can it basically we 
what am I trying to say here? It's not just this, what you read about in the Old Testament with animals and you know everything two by two, but it actually, it's a, it's a weather control system. Um, but it's all, but he thinks there's more to it than that. And he has the key. And basically he tells Dr. Mazur, it's like, or Principal Mazur, I keep wanting to say from fucking Goofy movie, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Mazur basically just tells him like, I've got the key. You need to do the rest. Um, we're, you're going to go inside here and you're not going, you're not telling me no. Yeah. And of course, Dr. Maisel and Margaret, you know, they're no, they, they can't put up a fight. They basically got to do whatever this kid says. Um, yep. So. Well, and also too, don't forget the, the goon that is basically controlling McDougal from the Pentagon. Um, you know, when he's talking to Dr. Mazer, I forgot, uh, Mazel, I forgot all about this. He basically kills his fucking Pentagon handler. Cause he's like, fuck those guys. This is my show now. This yep. is my operation. Yeah, and they were just they were trying to use him, but in reality, he's basically using them. Um, mm-hmm. kind of got a, a mind of his own, obviously. Which he he actually mentions that later on. Absolutely. And um, so then of course here, while um, you know, while they're heading over to Noah's Ark, Margaret, Doctor Mazel, and, and um, McDougal, we've got uh, we've got um. Um, little boy holding uh, Omen IU captive, and uh, I mean, he's ready to go ahead and just kill him. But, uh, you know, because he's not dead yet, you know, old Jean Jacques comes busting through the wall, man, in this giant, like, like I don't know, like this fucking snowplow fucking <laughs> tank. It's like a half tank, half snowplow looking, some kind of mm-hmm. machinery. You know, that's John's yeah. fight. John wants. Well, no, yeah, well, and he shows up with the rocket, like, he, has, he pulls out the fucking rocket launcher, man, and he's like, let him go, and he's like, "You're not gonna blow up your friends. I, you know, you're bluffing." And he's like, "Oh!" and just fires off the fucking rocket, and basically blows up the entire room that they're all standing in. Yeah, after totally just annihilating all of the, well, the bad that, guys. That, that, that's right. He doesn't. Uh, he shows up with the rocket launcher, and when little boy's escaping this, he's in the fucking like snowplow, and he tries to run over Jean, and uh, but Jean like attaches to the side, basically chases him out into the snow. This is his fight. He's gonna fight and kill little boy here. Yeah, which obviously leaves our boy um, Omanai to go after uh, McDougal. Jesus Christ, he's yeah. Names. And and this part's real quick. He, uh, you know, Jean Jacques, uh, he basically chases um, little man, a uh, little boy out into the snow, um, kills him. Omanai, he, he, but he's he's pretty he's injured after getting hit. Oh, a after fighting McDougal, e after getting hit by this fucking snowplow. And, um, you know, he's no worse for wear, but, uh, you know, when Omanai comes to, like, check on him to make sure he's alive, he's like, dude, what are you doing? You need to get into the Ark, and, like, you need to go now. You're the only one that can stop him. So, you know, the other Arkham soldiers tend to Jean-Jacques while he goes in in the Ark after uh, Maisel and um, Margaret and McDougal. But this is where we also get a little bit more backstory. And this, we see the arc is more, it's more than a weather control system. He, McDougal deduces that this is kind of a cradle of life. Like it creates life. Everything that evolution of earth has come from, from this almost. So it, it's almost more like the arc in Raiders of the Lost Ark versus, you know, um, Noah's Ark from the Old Testament. Yeah, we don't have two giraffes and two elephants, and no, um, no, not at all. Um, yeah, and of course he he has the key from. I believe Maisel had the key, the little triangle, like. Yep, absolutely. Whatever you call that thing, but they get to like the first. I guess you'd call it like mm-hmm. a door 
um, and the key doesn't fit there, and then they end up getting, with Maisel's help, he gets through that door, and then we get to the point where they get to this even fancier basically, door, like, where, like, this the key The core, fits. like, the control. Yeah. So we're basically in the control center here, and of course, you know, Omanai's in hot pursuit, but you start seeing all these, like, it's kind of weird in there. You see a bunch of different, like, you see, like, dinosaurs, and everything is, like, kind of, like, light reflected, but it's dark. Um, so while they're doing, like, while McDougal's trying to do his thing, um, Omanai is, uh, he is fucking ammoed up, and he's just firing off fucking grenades inside this thing. He's like, well, I can't do anything from the outside, but the fucking inside blows up just fine. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this so is where... try to destroy this thing. This is where I gotta, like, hit my cap to the animation, because, I mean, like, these dinosaur things and all this stuff, it's all, like, super... I don't even know what to call Tran it. Translucent? It's weird. Yeah, the coloring's really cool. Like, everything just looks mm -hmm. interesting. It's almost like... It reminds me of, like, the ending of Metropolis, like how that animation was, like, just super, like, colorful yeah. and, like, vibrant and things like that. Um, yep. And, of course, this all pisses McDougal off because he's just like, the cockroach, why is he still alive? And, um... At this point, like doctor gets in his way, and uh, McDougal fucking slaps the doctor away. I, I thought he killed him the first time I had watched it, but that was not the case. Um, Omanai shows up, guns. He is guns ablazing, um, but he quickly gets the shit beat out of him by McDougal. Because I was, I was in arms. I was like, how was this guy supposed to win? Um, I Dude, can't remember if he gets. Did McDougal already turn on like the? self-destruct not yet no 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 the the global warming or whatever it was he sure he sure shit did oh where yes. it basically goes like day after tomorrow like all throughout the world you get like hurricanes and tsunamis and all kinds of he's shit like why on. do i need 40 he's like why do i need 40 days of rain when we have tsunamis yeah okay <laughs> well you're you're not wrong i guess um but yeah he's fucking omenai up um and this is where he he realized because after, after he's just beaten the fucking brakes off of him and omenai's suits all ripped his arms are broken he sees a tattoo on omenai's shoulder that says project uh project cosmos number 43 and he's like oh you're you're part of that you're just this genetically engineered super soldier um, that was basically taken, basically taken from his family as a kid to be the perfect soldier, and he, he starts calling him. He's like, "Well, the cockroach is number forty-three, I guess." And of course, you know, Omanai's like, "You know, I'm not number forty-three. Like, I'm a person. My name is Omanai You." And that's when you know it's like the Van Dam moment where he gets his motivation. He just starts recharges into him. Um. Well, also, well, McDougal also has the moment where he's starting to like, you know, he's really lacking that medicine or whatever it was that was controlling him. Because he has a moment where he, where you know, basically Omanai finds his opening where McDougal is weakened. Um, and, well, he charges at him, Cody. In Project Cosmos, yeah, and he fucking runs him through. Yep, they have their little clash where basically it seems like Omanai has quote-unquote killed him. Um, yep, and he's like, sorry, kid. Like he does, It's almost like he didn't want to kill him because he is a kid, but he runs him the fuck through, like right in the chest. And just real quick... I think I mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was before we started the podcast or after we had already started, but I mentioned where, like, we saw these soldiers, like, in these, I don't know if they're chambers or hospital beds, but it seemed like they were, like, being yeah. created. But that's the Cosmos project, right? Yeah, that's, pro that's Project Cosmos, yeah. Okay. So I was a little bit confused watching that. I thought that those were mm -hmm. Spriggans. Mm -hmm. Those are something totally different, right? 
believe it was. I don't know. I there could be. Okay, but you know, maybe we'll maybe they'll dive more into that we, when uh, the show comes out. Yeah, like we for sure know it, that was Project Cosmos at the very least. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they clash. He stabs him through uh, with the knife. Um, seems like he's got, you know, he, he's won the fight, and you think everything's going to be fine. Um, so but, but Cody, we've got the final level. The uh, <laughs> McDougal activates the self destruct. We got the timer. We've got the escape level. <laughs> yeah, like of course, you know. Our boy Omanai, being the nice guy he is, shows mercy um, after being like a, you know, this trained super soldier killer who's killed everyone. He, like, shows mercy on this on this kid. Um, uh-huh. Big mistake. Big mistake. Oh, he, yeah. He activates the self-destruct button. Um, pretty much sets the timer. Of course, he also has, like, our boy Omanai still has this broken arm, like, that's just been, <laughs> like, it's twisted backwards, like, it's... It's 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 a bad it's a bad look. It is just a fucking it is just he looks like a stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Wild. Um, but you know, he is still able to. I want to say it, he, they're able to escape. I'm trying to remember how um exactly how it ends. Uh, he sets up the self destruct. Um, uh, we have like. He starts the self-destruct thing, and then, like, the whole room starts, like, dematerializing, basically. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, so, I'm trying to remember what actually... And, well, and McDougal also lets him know that, like, this isn't the only thing like this in the world. There are a bunch of artifacts, and, like, this is just the beginning. Yeah, like, oh, there's... Your... <laughs> this is only one manga chapter. There's more, right? Like Exactly. That's exactly what this McDougal's is. McDougal's mocking us because we've only had this one movie up until... This exactly. Year. <laughs> like, Breaking the fourth wall on this. I it's love like, you it. should read the manga. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, love but, it. But yeah, so shit's hitting the fan. Um, fortunately for our boy, he uh, while he's running and trying to escape, uh, Jean shows up. Because like, basically the whole entire... Is it the Ark or the... Fa- I think it's the facility that the Ark is in. is just falling apart. Um, but our boy Jean shows up and gets him out of there. Dude, I'm trying to remember how. Well, well, doctor, yeah, well, they escape, and like this part's really, really weird and really fast. Like he, he's like, he's like, I don't know, like hallucinating or he's lost, but he wakes up and he's on Jean Jacques' shoulders, running through the thing. But like, they, I don't know if they, like, they can't escape fast enough, and then like the th- explodes, and they, they use the grappling hook to catch hold of the helicopter. Which, to be fair. He used the grappling hook out of his broken arm, which all of a sudden seemed to <clears throat> seemed to be fine. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. The old broken arm grappling hook, but like, yeah, they never actually finished the fight with McDougal. Like, McDougal just went up on the arc, or so we assume, and the arc just like explodes in the air, basically. So I wonder if, like, if some way McDougal's still, still around. He could be, yeah, because it's almost like it. It almost like it gets sucked into a void. So he could be, he could be wherever. Whatever happened to the Ark, McDougal was very likely with it. Because I wonder. I mean, obviously, this is the only movie we have so far. But I wonder if somehow, you know, you know how I am, Chris. If I don't see it, their dead body, like I don't, I don't believe they're dead at all. Uh, we've, it's we've, anime, baby. We've learned. Um, but he doesn't come back for a third time in this movie. He's assumed to be dead. He probably just is dead because the arc like imploded or exploded, however you want to look at it. Um, 
and, and that's kind of it. Then we have the little like, yay. And then the camera pans out to the mountains, pans out to the earth, roll credits. That's it. Yeah, very quick ending. End is nar. Um, and they're like, all right, the action's over. Let's wrap this shit up. That's literally what they did here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, that is Spriggan. Um, definitely leaves me wanting more. Uh, definitely. Over... I can't, that's why I cannot wait for this series. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, I, I just want more. I want to know more, like, how the how many other Spriggans there are, how they were made, like, exactly like how they're made, or, like, you know, what's Cosmos? Who were the other 42 Cosmos, you know, like... That's right, there were, there were 42 motherfuckers ahead of him. Who yeah, there's are more they? Cosmos projects, there's more Spriggans, there's more uh, people from the machine, what was it called? Yeah. The machine... Machine Corps? Machine yeah, Corps, the U.S. Yeah. Machine Corps. There's be confused with the U.S. Marine Corps. There's more um, archaeological sites that need to be protected, um, and you know yeah. Indiana Jones can't do it all himself. Uh, correct, correct. There's just a lot more that I want to know, um, but overall, like the animation, the action sequences, the music, all really good. Uh, especially the animation for the time. This is 1998. Was it here? You gotta think they were probably in making... America in 2002. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was going to say, they were probably making this like in 97, so for the animation, it's just pretty top-notch, um, especially during a lot of these chase scenes, which, fortunately, there's a ton of chase scenes, there's tons of action. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a it's little great. bit more character development and story, but... And that's fair, and that's definitely fair, and I, I genuinely think this being adapted into a TV show is going to just check all of those boxes, and I think all will be well. Just need more time to tell that story. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It still holds up well. Um, so, Cody, I guess the real question is, now that we've talked about Spriggan, where's it going on the list? Yep, it's time to put it on the list. I was kind of debating when we first started this, but um, let me pull up my list here. Because I think I'm going to stick it. Um, we're going to go with... Number 17, which that might sound low. It's going to be right below Tri Trigun uh, Badlands Rumble. Right above. Well, that's not low at all. Like, the top 20, like, this whole top 20 is, is good. Like, it's all good. Yeah, the bottom five is really where things really fall off. Mm -hmm. Maybe on my list it's under, like, Afro Samurai Resurrection was pretty bad also, but Friggin's much mm -hmm. above that. Um, I just... I don't know, man. I just wanted more. Um, so hopefully the series will really, like, you know, just amplify the show. Like, show me more. I want more story, more characters, everything. And I didn't Absolutely. have... Like, you have the past with this movie, so, like, I don't have that, that you know, like... Exactly. That's a hell of a lifelong collection, or, uh, connection. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely. What about you, And that's, that's... Well, the, the that, that connection I have with it, that, that fond memory of it... Um, and I, I think it still holds up. Now, now that I know there's a bigger world, it, it makes me want more. But I was saying last week that I think this movie's good enough to be in my top five. And, Cody, it is in my top five. It is my new number five, knocking Princess Mononoke down a peg. That's, those are, those I really, are big words really like this movie. <laughs> Yeah, no. I like it. I think the action, I think the animation, the action scenes, I think the bigger world, the bigger narrative that we are, we're going to be seeing at some point is I can't wait to open that up. I can't, I, I almost want to go read the manga 
so I can learn more about these characters and find out more about Arkham and Spriggans. And because Cody, if they introduce two like really cool Spriggan, you know there's got to be more that are even more badass than they are. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they got to. There, there's got to be more. And I'm I'm actually surprised. Like obviously this this show, I think you watched it on YouTube, right? And I had to go. Yeah. I had to go surfing on the pirate seas, if you know what I mean. Um, Yarg. And actually, Chris, when I was watching it, the whole time I was watching it, there was the, the Kiss anime logo on the top left, and I was just like, dang, rest in uh-huh. peace. Oh, rip. What a real one the Kiss anime was. Um, and rip skadiddlies. Yeah, I think this movie really deserves like a like an HD or like a reboot, like where they, you know, kind of just clean up some of the colors and like, you know, vibing it up, maybe get, give it like the remaster treatment. I'm okay with that. Because, and I'm surprised that Netflix... I mean, it's pretty much just a like a an alley oop. Like, you you do like a a re a remake, not a remake. Uh, what I'm looking for, like the HD version, right? And yeah. Then you put that out to build the hype for the show that's coming out. So then, like, it it just makes sense. like it's just a slam dunk for me. Like, why don't why not just give it the HD treatment, put it on Netflix, and say there's more to come. And during the credits, like, there's a series coming out this year. Like. It seems like I a no-brainer to me, but Netflix, you know, they do their, they do their own thing over there. Um, do? Yeah. If, you, if you're excited for the new Spriggan show, like, I definitely suggest watching this. It's a solid flick. No, absolutely. Absolutely, and um, I, I'm glad you got to see it, so. But you know what? I'm always happy when we watch something good, but I'm actually excited to watch something new next week. Not something I've never seen before. Yeah, erased, and I have. Chris, I don't know a damn thing about it. I think it's me neither. I actually have no idea. And I, we're just gonna go in blind, Chris. I was actually. I'm gonna look up. Does the Spriggan have a release date? The uh, the new show. All I know is it's 2022. Okay. It was originally 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's in 2022. Sometime in 2022. Um. Uh... January 1st, it just says sometime 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pushed back from 2021. Yeah. Doesn't really tell us anything. So hopefully Netflix will throw us a crumb or something. There's a couple trailers, which I haven't checked those out, so I'll probably check those out. Maybe we can talk yeah. about those uh, on next week's episode. Yeah, no, no, uh, I'm all for it. no release date yet, unfortunately, but brutal. Once, brutal. Of course, once that drops, we'll cover it here on the podcast. Um, but, but yeah, look forward to Erased. If you guys haven't checked out Erased, it's available on Netflix as well. Uh, we will be covering all twelve episodes next week on the cast. And uh, yeah, Chris, anything else before we close this thing out? No, man, I am wiped. Yeah. I am wiped. I have had a, I had a good time talking about this. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely something I'm really excited for the show. Um, hopefully Netflix doesn't doesn't mess it up. I, I imagine it'll be good, but you know, with Netflix, I, I just have my guard up thanks to Dota. Dota just ruined it for Dota. me. <laughs> yeah, D- Dota definitely has me, um, you know, guarded. But this seems like it's going to be something that's pretty hard to mess up. It seems like there's a lot of stuff exactly. there to talk about. Um, I wonder if they'll actually redo the the, the Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. 
You know, you know what I'm trying so. to say. Well, I do. Um, but I, I definitely want to see the new stuff. I want to see like the other arcs that happened. Um, but Chris, maybe we can even talk about the PlayStation One game that came out in Japan. Spriggan had a PS One game. Do you believe that? Sure did. It sure did. Man, that's exciting. <laughs> but uh, but that's gonna do it for this week, guys. I am Cody Snodgrass. I am Chris Adams, and thank you, thank you, as always, for hanging out with us. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs>